Hello and welcome to Asbury Sermon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You're about to hear a sermon that was preached in the context of a worship service at Asbury Free Methodist Church in beautiful Perth, Ontario. We trust that it will help you move closer to Jesus. So without further ado, welcome to Asbury Sermons. How are you folks doing? Good. I was standing there weeping. (laughs) And the reason I'm weeping is I am experiencing God's presence in your church. I I have tears. I hadn't had that for a few years in church. (laughs) But I sat there weeping. And I think I experienced God's love when I first walked through the doors. A couple people were warm. I couldn't walk by people without them saying hi. Beautiful. You felt loved and wanted. And your service is so wonderfully put together. I can't imagine how much work goes into this. And I just want to say that because of it, I experience God's love. And for me, the most beautiful thing to do is to weep because God has led you to joy. Anybody relate to that? Um, I want to ask you a question. When did you last hear God speak to you? When did you last hear God speak to you? And, and by speaking to you, what I mean is, when did God give you a personal message that was specific to a time and situation? We all know God speaks to us through the scriptures. Praise God for that. But I'm talking about a a personal message for you for a specific time and circumstance. Now, now some people will say God doesn't speak in that way anymore. Some people think, you've got an answer? Well, go for it. Thank you for risking blessing us with that word. (laughs) It's a risk to stand up like that. God bless you, and I am touched by God for that. Um, Sometimes in churches, at least churches I've pastored, we can forget about hearing from God and focus on talking at God. Can I, is it okay if I go there and, and admit that? I'll give you an example of a prayer meeting. Um, sometimes we'd use the ACTS acronym. So we have a prayer meeting, and we start off with adoring God. 
and we praise with beautiful praise and worship here. We praise God. We, we celebrate His majesty, God's presence. We adore God. Next letter in Acts is C. So we confess our sins to God and we admit our shortcomings, missing opportunities, quite blatantly do things wrong, and I knew it was wrong. Then we get into the T, which is Thanksgiving. We offer thanks to God for salvation, awesome spouse, kids, beautiful church, air I breathe, whatever. Then we get into supplications, which in a way we did a moment ago. Then the prayer meeting's over, and I ask myself, what did God say to me? You know what I'm saying? All that stuff is so very, very, very good and right, but if Christianity is a relationship between God and people, Jesus Christ and a person, I need to be hearing personally from God and not just talking at God. I'll let you a little secret. I'd rather hear from God more than he wants to hear from me, I think. <laughs> know what I mean? Because he already knows my heart. So the challenge is hearing from God. Now, children often get that right off the bat, that God is speaking personally to them in a specific time and circumstance. I'll give you an example. Sue and I have a grandson, Remington. He's eight years old. He's at the park playing with all the kids. And he comes home that day very sad, very despondent, but he won't say why. At nighttime, finally his mom gets it out of him, and Remington, the eight-year-old, says, at the park, they were talking about giants. I told everybody about David and Goliath. Nobody believed me. <laughs> and nobody believes there's a God. This is an Ottawa subdivision. Not one of the kids believed there was a God. So Remington's all upset about this. I talk to Remington a lot about God. We have great talks and prayer times together, my grandson and I. And I decide I'm going to go and visit him the next day. So I go to visit him. We go to Subway for lunch. And I tell him about a guy I had in church who used to sit right in the front row where Sue is with his arms crossed trying to make me not want to talk about God because he, he didn't like God much. But he was at church because his wife made him come. Anybody here like that? <laughs> Anyways, I said, you ever have your friends sort of not want you talking about God? He said, yes, Papa, it happened yesterday. <laughs> Tell me about it. So he told me. My biggest fear is that sometimes when we hit a wall telling people about God, we don't talk about God anymore in public. It's like we're terrified of the raised eyebrow, where in some countries they're terrified of the raised sword. So I said, Remington, what are you going to do about it? He said, well, Papa, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get the biggest speaker I can get, put it in our front porch, I know this song that says God is big, God is powerful, God is mighty, God loves. We're going to blast it continually in the neighborhood until everybody believes in God. <laughs> so my first response is to say, thank you, Lord, that this kid is stronger than I am at times. And then I said this. Papa said something really silly. Papa said, well, Remington, how do you know it's God telling you to do that? Um... How do you know when God's speaking to you? I said, when you get older, you'll hear God more clearly. I shouldn't have said that. But do you know what Remington said? Papa, I know it's God's voice. How do you know that, Remington? Easy, Papa. He can't believe I'm so out of it with this stuff. Papa, I say, in the name of Jesus, be gone. 
If the voice continues, it was Jesus. If it stops, it was Satan. It's so simple, Papa. <laughs> you know that's, that's scriptural? <laughs> it really is. So he got it really, really well that God speaks. Sometimes I can get older, we get older, and we no longer hear that frequency where we hear God whispering and talking to us personally, personal messages. And I believe, and you can disagree with me, I got no problem with that. I believe that God is continually speaking to us with personal messages for specific times and situations, but we don't hear it. I believe God loves you that much. Give me an example of why I believe God does that. Sue and I are married, we're married 42 years ago. Now imagine this. On our wedding night, imagine Sue giving me a book. She says, I've got a gift for you, Sean. I take the book from Sue. It's all a handwritten journal. And she says, in this book, Sean, is everything you need to know about me. In this book is all my dreams for our life together. In this book are all the ways I want you to love me and respect you. And in this book are all my promises of how I'm going to love and respect you. I'm looking at the pages, I'm thinking, this is fantastic, this is incredible. I've got this book, it tells me everything I need. It's like getting the Bible, you know what I mean? Everything I need. But then she says this, she says, but Sean, I'm never going to speak to you again. Never. At first it's sort of, well, that's cool. But then I get thinking about it, it's really bad. Comes time that I want to make a, we need to make a joint decision. I want to about a specific thing like buying a house. She's not going to talk to me about that. Or we have a child that's making bad decisions. How do we, how do we work with that child? I need specific stuff. She's not going to talk to me. Or what if I get cancer? And I just want to lay in her arms and have her tell me she loves me and she'll be there with me. But she's not going to say anything according to this. Or what if, um, what if she has an accident and I need her to tell me how I can help her through this accident? She's not going to talk to me. Do you see the point I'm making here? That relationship would not work. That book is great, but I need continuous personal messages from Sue in life to have a real relationship. God loves you and I more than Sue and I could ever love each other. And he desires to speak to us, and he is speaking to us continually, every day, every moment, with specific messages for specific times, but I don't always hear them. Are you? Question for you. We have fun with this one. How does God speak in the Bible? How did God speak in the Bible? Any idea? Some way that God spoke in the Bible. Risk it. How did God speak in the Bible? Yes? Visions and dreams. Anybody think of a vision and dream in the Bible? Joseph had wonderful dreams. Awesome. Other ways God speaks to us in the Bible. A still small voice. They heard a still small voice. Beautiful. What else do we have? A burning, yeah, get that one. God spoke through a burning bush. Cool. Anything else? Parables. He told stories. Yeah, yeah, great points. How else did God speak? Any, pardon? 
A thunderous voice, yeah. For us people who need to hear it loud. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's my favorite one. I always found that so encouraging that if God could speak to a donkey, he can speak through me, maybe. <laughs> that's every preacher's favorite point. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, people? Angels. He spoke through angels. What else? His son, yep. Awesome. Clouds. Spoke through clouds. Remember the journey? There, we can go on with this all kinds of ways. The point is God spoke to people in the Bible in all kinds of ways. A couple of my favorite ones would be the story of Abraham and Isaac. Remember that story? They're going to be a sacrifice. Abraham and Isaac gone up the mountain. The wood is there. Abraham believes God has called him to sacrifice his son. Do you realize how confident you'd have to be to begin that process of sacrificing your son that you've heard God's voice? It's an incredible story. Then at the last minute, God said, no, 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 we're not doing that. We got another lamb. Everything's good. But the confidence to believe that was God's voice. What about Noah? So I, I'm trying to make a point here, and that is the Bible is made up of stories of people hearing personal messages from God. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and he's still speaking to us the same way. Imagine Noah. Remember the story of Noah? Imagine there's no lakes around here, no streams, no water anywhere. You've never seen a boat. And God tells you to build this ark. How confident would you have to be that you heard God's voice to spend the rest of your life and your children, you're spending all your time building this monstrosity of a boat where there's no water? See where I'm getting at? And what about the reading? Who did the reading for us? Where? Disappeared. The rapture. He's the only one gone. Just wave. I just like... Thank you. That wasn't... Anyways, it was a good job. <laughs> but the point I want to make is you've got Samuel who becomes a great man of God but he doesn't hear God's voice at first, does he? He doesn't recognize it. He knows there's something going on. Samuel hears voice calling him. He runs to Eli. I wasn't calling you. Go back to bed, kid. He goes back to bed three times. And finally, Eli says, it must be God. Tell God to go ahead and speak. And Samuel speaks. What had to happen there for Samuel to hear God's voice? He heard it three times. What had to happen? He had to recognize it. I'll tell you what answer I like. Those are all great answers. The answer I like is this. Someone had to tell him that is God's voice. Hear what I'm saying? Someone had to say, that's God's voice you're hearing. And all of a sudden, Samuel says, oh, I'm hearing God's voice. I never knew it was God's voice. So guess what my dream is? right now. My dream is for myself included, maybe at the top of the list, to go through some stuff that I can tell you that is God's voice. Does that sound like it's worthwhile to do? Like, I have, I have six points here. I'm going to go through them and tell you this is God's voice. When you hear this, it's God's voice. Is that worth doing? 
I think it is big time. And I'll tell you why. Everything in life changes when you hear God's voice. Anybody say amen to that? Everything changes. I can be discouraged in a rabbit hole. I know it's God's voice and everything changes. Circumstance, not, but everything important. So the first way we hear God's voice, how does God speak today? We hear God's voice through the, the Bible. Yeah, that's number one. We hear, some people are taking notes. It's good stuff. We hear God's voice through the Bible. The Bible is with air, without air. It's perfect. It tells us all the, the big stuff that's really, really important. For instance, I don't have to ever ask myself, hmm, should I go have an affair? No, because the Bible says adultery is wrong. It tells us a lot of really important stuff. The Bible is without air. We have all these important scriptures. I'll just read one of them for the sake of brevity. 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. I bet you got it memorized. Anybody got it memorized? I know you do. I'll read it. All scripture is breathed, God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, and the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So the first way God speaks to us today is through the Bible. But what we're talking about today are personal messages for specific times and circumstances. So how do we hear those messages from God? Here's the first one. It's through thoughts. Bible was one, thoughts is two, and it works this way. Have you ever had a thought come to your mind, seemingly from nowhere, that is wrapped in truth and love? Those are the keys. Wrapped in truth, so it doesn't contradict scripture, and wrapped in love. When I have a thought that comes to my mind, seemingly out of nowhere, that is wrapped in truth and love, I believe that's from God. I believe it's from God. I'll give you an example of how it works. Great exercise to do if you want to do something really cool with God. Spend some time worshiping God like we did today, which I found powerful, and then ask God, God, do you love me? Whatever thoughts come into your mind, start writing them down. Just write, 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 write. God, do you love me? And write it down. You'll be blown away with what God is saying to you. Second question I would ask myself is this. God, why do you love me? Gets real interesting then. God, why do you love me? And your answer will be wrapped in truth and love and start writing it out. You know what God said to me? God, Sean, I love you. I love you, Sean, more than your father loved you. I blessed you with a great father. He loved you. He would do anything for you. You felt his arms around you all the time, even as an adult. I love you more. I hadn't thought about that for years. I knew it was from God. And then God said... I said to God, I said, God, I don't always like myself, much less love myself. And God said, you know one thing I love about you, Sean? You're fun to hang out with. He said, he said you're fun to hang out with. I'm writing this down. He says, you like to tease people. You like to laugh. You like to have fun. I, 
you're fun to hang out with, John. I love that about you. And we went on. So, second way God speaks to us is through thoughts wrapped up in truth and love. Third one, and somebody mentioned this earlier, God speaks to us through our visions and our dreams. Those dreams you have, you read about them in the Bible, people having them. They believed it was from God quite often, wrapped in truth and love. So let's say you're, you're having this thought. Maybe you're reading the Bible. You're reading Matthew 25 about um, feeding the sheep and the goats, giving a cup of water to someone. It's like giving a cup of water to Jesus. And all of a sudden you get this vision that you're supposed to help the homeless. You get this vision. What would it like, be like for me to take a cup of water to take something to the people who live on the streets and have no home? And all of a sudden you're thinking about that. And it, it just seems so right to do. That's a vision and dream from God calling you to a ministry. We shut that stuff down so fast. Here's another one. I love this one. The fourth way God speaks to us is through a felt sense. Can you trust your feelings? People say no. People say you can't trust your feelings because the heart is evil. But let's try this out. You know the fruits of the Spirit? Right? You know, in Galatians, the fruits of the Spirit? I'm going to name the fruits of the Spirit, and in your mind, you tell me if it has anything to do with your emotions or your heart. The fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Any of those connected with feelings or the heart? Any of them? All of them? Yeah, all of them. So we could, if, if those are the fruits of the Spirit, and they're built on feelings, can we trust our feelings? Yeah, we're taught to not trust them. But I'm saying we can trust our feelings... And this is how it worked for me a few, couple, two weeks ago. Out of nowhere, I get this sense that um, a friend of mine who has Lou Gehrig's disease and is at the point where he needs to have something blow air out of his lungs and so get air into his lungs. He can't really speak anymore. Um, he's younger than me. He, God puts him on my heart. I haven't seen him for a year and a half. So I'm thinking, okay, God, you put him on my heart. So I say to God, God, should I go visit him? Should I go visit him? Should I spend, he lives an hour from here, God. Should I go visit him? And I'm thinking about it. Should I go visit him? Then I make the decision, I'm going to go visit Garth. And all of a sudden, I'm washed over with peace and joy and love like this, a blanket of joy. That was God speaking to me through a felt sense. Yeah, Sean, you heard me. I want you to do that. That's a felt sense. Last, second last one is this. God speaks to us through nature and creation. Now, we look at something beautiful. I see all these beautiful tapestries. I'm looking at that one back there, your blue one, based on Romans 6.4. And I can look at that and say, what a beautiful piece of artwork. Or I could say, who made that? I want to talk to them and say how wonderful this is. Two different approaches. God speaks to me 
through nature and creation when I don't admire the creation, but I go to the creator. You see the difference? But when I go to the creator, I say this, what do you want to say to me, God, through that which you made? Give you an example. Anybody watch the uh, meteors last night? I didn't see you. I woke up at 3 in the morning. I went outside, and the sky was black. And the stars were just so bright. I sat down, and I'm looking up. I see lots of airplanes. Lots of planes up there at night. I was surprised. And I finally see a meteor shooting through the sky. And I said, God, what do you want me to learn about this? What do you want me to learn about you through watching the meteors go through the sky? Do you know what God said to me? It was a thought that came just like this, immediately. I, it's not words, but it's communicating in my heart, in my thought process. God said this. He's basically saying, Sean, everything that you think is so secure can and will be gone in a twinkling of an eye. Everything. Because I'll be making a new heaven and a new earth one day. If I can cause that, and I am causing that up in the solar system, don't be surprised when the whole world changes in the twinkling of an eye. He reminded me that everything is temporary. And then I went from there and saying, God, what I hear you telling me, reminding me is, live for you totally. Because that's all that's secure. Live for you. Okay, last point, and I appreciate you sticking with me. We're going to be done real fast. Last point on this one is, oh yeah, by the way, what you do is, if the preacher preaches too long, start looking at your watch. <laughs> if the preacher's really too long, start shaking your watch. It always works. Okay, last, last way God speaks to us is, ready for this? Any way he wants to. Any, God can speak to you, can speak to me any darn way he wants to. What time do you normally end your services at? 10.30, somebody said. So, just to be sure, you didn't say a.m., so that's a 12 and a half hour service? 12 and a half hours. I don't want to be here that long. Thank you for the invite. So I'm going to skip my clips, but I do want to share this last illustration about how God speaks, spoke to me recently. I, I work as a volunteer chaplain with Ottawa Inner City Ministry, and we minister to the homeless in downtown Ottawa. Every night of the week, we put out volunteer Christians who wear these vests, who take wagons with food, with stuff to help the homeless out. Most of them are mentally ill. That's why they're there. They're not there because they don't want to work. They're mentally ill. They used to be in hospitals. We shut the hospitals down. Now they're on the streets. Mentally ill people living on the streets. So I'm at this. One of the things we offer is a, um, a, a cold weather drop-in center in the winter. So they can come in, get a cup of coffee, and get warm clothes. I'm sitting at a table. I want to tell you about three conversations I have. They don't know I'm a chaplain. They don't know I'm a pastor. I'm just there dressed like I always do. They think I'm homeless says a lot about my dress. So I'm sitting at the table, and the guy beside me on the left, he says, what's your name? I said, my name's Sean. I said, and, and who are you? He says, they call me pastor. So I thought, well, how interesting is this? So I said to him, I said, I said to him, I'm thinking, I said, what should I say? What should I say? What should I ask? So I said, 
what do you like to preach? And he says, I like to remind people that Jesus didn't die for them because he loved them. He went on to say he, Jesus does love them, but Jesus died for them out of commitment and obligation. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Jesus does love you, but he died because he had to. And he turned to me and said, Sean, sometimes in life, you're going to have to do things you don't want to do, but you have to do them because God's telling you to. I thought, wow. I've never heard that preached that way before. I thought, well done. And that was God speaking to me. Beside him is a man. And I said to him, how are you doing? Couldn't be better. So this is a mentally ill person living on the streets in to get an upgrade of a coat because it's cold out. I said, well, what's going so well for you? Well, he said, I've been living for the last two years under the overpass by the Riverside Hospital. He lives there because he doesn't like going into the shelters because he has social phobia, so he stays on the streets. I've been living, and I, and, and I said, well, what, what's so wonderful for you? He said, I can't believe how God keeps blessing me. So I'm thinking, God's blessing you? You live on the streets? I said, how's God blessing you? Well, I just found out yesterday that I'm going to get a little room to live in. I can't believe how good God is. God keeps blessing me. I hung my head in shame. God was shouting at me, Sean, appreciate what you've got. Give thanks to the Lord always and help those who don't have much. The last person I talked to, God also spoke to me. This guy came in and he wanted me to be really far from him, so he had a lot of phobias, stuff he was dealing with. And he was dressed up with seven sweaters on. He looked like the Michelin man. And a lady, one of our volunteers came up, called him by name and said, I've got just the right coat for you. Would you like this coat? He looked at it and said, well, I can't take something for nothing. I have to give you something for it. So he said, do you mind if I give you three sweaters for one coat? She said, sure. I thought, wow, a homeless person wouldn't take something for free, but felt you had to pay for it. And that was God telling me, Sean, don't forget, you need to earn your way in this world, pay for stuff, you need to work. I am so glad, I never end sermons well, but that's all I got. Time is beyond time, although we still have my calculation, 11 and a half hours. <laughs> but God does love you, and I promise you many times a day, he's going to be telling you how much he loves you just as you are, regardless of how if you're messed up like I am sometimes or if you're doing great, he's going to be trying to tell you he loves you. Consider trying to hear him. It'll make everything different. Thanks a whole bunch for listening. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.